Late night food and drinks start at $4 from dental clothes at B-Dubs. Limited time at participating locations. Offer days and times may vary. Drink responsibly. Void where prohibited. Tax and fees extra. This is the KBLA Sports Minute with Ray Richardson. A heads up for Lakers Nation. Be prepared for some chatter involving Chris Paul and Draymond Green. Yep, I said it, Draymond Green. Green left $27.5 million on the table in his decision not to re-sign with Golden State. He's now an unrestricted free agent and can talk with any team. Green and LeBron took a recent trip to France together with their families for a vacation getaway. LeBron attended Green's wedding last summer. These two have become very good friends. Don't be surprised if you start hearing discussions about Green having interest in joining the Lakers for next season. The same with Chris Paul. He and LeBron are also good friends, and Paul already has a home in the L.A. area. Paul was traded to the Washington Wizards over the weekend, but look for Paul to pursue a contract buyout. No debates, no speculation, just the info you need. That's your KBLA Sports Minute. I'm Ray Richardson. More news, opinions, and conversation when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA Talk 1580 is dedicated to empowering our communities by providing progressive talk radio for our audience. We strive to be an intersectional voice for the voiceless. As a black-owned and operated station, we are committed to highlighting diverse perspectives and creating safe spaces for meaningful dialogue. We believe that everyone has something unique to bring to these political, economic, social, and cultural conversations. And we don't shy away from the hard conversations about current events. We endeavor to be a beacon of hope and understanding while boldly challenging listeners to think more deeply about difficult topics that impact us all. With this in mind, our mission statement at KBLA Talk 1580 is simple. To create an inclusive platform that promotes civil discourse through honest dialogue and encourages personal growth among our listeners so they can become the active agents of change. Our vision is to establish ourselves as the premier radio network with relevant programming across the beloved community, connecting people through shared experiences and collective power for lasting impact beyond these challenging times. Just trying to close up the wealth gap, get to this generational wealth, bet that. We're going to lift off like a jetpack. Time to tune in, not just speaking real facts. Ooh, right here is everything you need. Ooh, this ain't no get rich quick thing. Create your own economy. Because we are ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Create. Your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Learn from the queen of crypto, your host, Naja Roberts, leading people out of financial slavery through Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Learn to get left behind. Good afternoon, good afternoon everyone and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time and ladies and gentlemen that means you. I am your host Naja Roberts and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. I don't just do this show to change the way you think about money, but to make you change the way you look at money 
and everything else around you because it absolutely matters. Today is Tuesday, June the 20th, 2023, and we have several celebrity cryptopians with birthdays today. And I am so excited, ladies and gentlemen. It seems as though our listenership is expanding and we are catching the attention of individuals that know we are giving it straight with no type of mixers in the middle. And so I'm excited about that. So let's say happy birthday to Nikita Warren of Swartz, Texas, Lonnie Coleman of Memphis, Tennessee. Amber Sanders of Brown Deer, Wisconsin. Ebony Gibbs from Elizabeth, New Jersey. Nicole Vinny from Baltimore, Maryland. Timothy King from, it looks like, Dallas, Texas. And Coray Benson from Louisville, Kentucky. To each and every one of you, I want to say happy birthday to you. May your day today be filled with all the love, joy, happiness, and peace you deserve on this day. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in a race for time. I am going to tell you that because as I sit here, the wheels are churning, money is changing, and there is a transfer of wealth happening. And I've said it before, those of us that were in the financial services industry, we have absolutely built businesses, business models, uh, recruiting of new agents all around this thing about baby boomers coming into the retirement age. Time for everybody that is a baby boomer to retire. Billions of dollars will move from one account to the other. And I know that it is not just me that is paying attention because I tell you all, I'm online listening to what other communities are sharing with their community so that I can make sure that we are on the right path and that we're staying ahead of things. But because they know that money is changing hands and that the way we spend our money where we, the companies that we support and all of the things around money are critically important. And so as we look at the baby boomers transferring money, as we look at our government creating money, as we look at our country in debt, as we look at the banks controlling our money, I found a quote that comes from Henry Kissinger, and it basically says this, control the food, you control the people, control the energy, control the continent, control the money, control the world. I'm going to say that again. And this was Henry Kissinger. This was a while ago, y'all. Control the food, you control the people, control the energy. Control the continent, control the money, you control the world. And so, yes, ladies and gentlemen, this battle that we're in is all over controlling the money. It's all over money. 
And I know (laughs) that we have been raised to be modest about controlling the money. But we are going to talk about today controlling our money and what all of these different fights that you see happening right now are all bottling up and boiling down to the fact that we've got to uh, figure out who and how and what controls our money. But self-sovereignty gives us the freedom we so much deserve and that we celebrated this last weekend from whatever festival you were at, whether it was in Inglewood, at the Taste of Inglewood, whether it was at the second anniversary celebration of KBLA, whether it was at Lemur Park, whether it was anywhere we celebrated freedom. But what is true freedom? Because we don't control our food. We don't control the energy. We don't control the money. But we can. When we come forward, we're going to continue this conversation. Because we got to talk macro today. Because I've been digging on some websites, y'all. And I wish I could just read some of the things that I read. It just made my skin cringe. But what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen, is we're going to understand how to be in control of our own destiny. When we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580. In a, moment. In a moment, more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So I am going to tie this in. I've decided to read just a little bit of the excerpt of some of the information that is being provided across this United States. I really need to kind of reiterate some of my statements that have said in the next five to 10 years, we will be able to live here in America. I'm talking about the brown community, black and brown community, but we won't be able to live here comfortably. And I say that because we've really got to pay attention to the information that's being disseminated and how it is being strategically placed that black folks in America are the ones that are causing the financial turmoil amongst these other communities. And so as this world is transitioning from centralization to decentralization, from one global superpower to many and the money is the source of all power and again I'm going to say that because even if we don't believe that that's what other people are functioning on and working towards so if you can con- can centralize control over money then you can centralize control over everything else That's why we've heard so many times before that the most powerful people in the world, like the Rothschild family, have quotes such as this. And this is the last one. And I'll jump into it. They say, give me control over the money. And I don't care who makes the national laws. And ladies and gentlemen, the Rothschilds actually said that. Give me control over the money. And I care not who makes national laws and that being said I am looking at 
some of the things that are happening on social media and, you know, social media has just really uh, made it easy for people to get information at their fingertips. And it's made it easy for the following to be so strong around some of these different initiatives that are being pushed in the communities. And no, you're not going to hear it because they're not talking about it on our everyday uh, news channels. And if you're listening to Fox, you know, they're very, they're treading very lightly right now about what they're saying. But the narratives that are being put out there, again, around this thing called woke activism. And we all know that we started saying stay woke and it already just really points the finger towards our community specifically. But I just wanted you to really kind of understand how deep things are. Uh, we talked a little bit about parallel economy. That's the code word for get with us. We're going to make sure you're good. We're going to make sure you have what's coming to you. We're going to make sure you're paid. We're going to make sure if you get any any legal problems, we're here for you. And they've got a really specific agenda. And it's against wokeism. And I actually found just a couple of little inserts that really talked to the reason why we need to be figuring out what the currency for the future will be so that we can get ourselves in order again, diversify our portfolios and understand that the people that are reading these same emails and getting the same content that I'm getting are the higher ups at a lot of the companies. They're the hiring HR people at different companies and I'm saying this because we have traditionally, historically had problems getting paid what we need to get paid based on what our counterparts are getting paid. So we could sit alongside someone, a totally different nationality, and make half of what they make, let alone if it was a Caucasian male. We might make a third of that. But now we are in a situation where we always are hearing about diversity and inclusion. Uh, and this group of individuals is really targeting diversity, equity, and inclusion. And they've masked that. Everything is an acronym anyway, but they've masked it by calling it DEI, D-E-I. That stands for diversity, equity, and inclusion. And again, all going back to the money. So the Democrats are being uh, blamed in these communities for a lot of the things like inflation, the war, broken supply chains, open borders, weaponized judicial systems, smash and grab burglaries, tent cities, and all of these other things. And as they said, all of these things are the cake. But the icing on the cake, the sprinkle on top is die. That's their new word, diversity, inclusion, uh, equity and inclusion. And so they are targeting Anheuser-Busch, as we talked about before, Target, of course, for the LGBTQ things, Disney, Netflix, Netflix is getting boycotted. And there's a couple of other, I've read a couple of other things about 
uh, you know, some of the Disney cartoon characters that have been African-American are black, of black descent. So um, Facebook, Google, AT&T, the major uh, league baseball, the NFL, the NBA, and thousands more, as they say, that are all wokesters. And so they're targeting these companies. But I'm also finding that they're trying to get people hired in strategic positions so they can get rid of die diversity, equity and inclusion. And if they are successful in doing that, they're going to uh, be able to continue to help these companies lose billions. And so they were stating that they're losing billions right now, these companies, but they don't even care. So we've got to work a little bit harder. And so they are basically saying that they really want to hone in on on getting rid of these. They call them lettered ingredients for their success. And it has to do with social credit scores, uh, doing away with social credit scores. And you and I have been talking about social credit scores. I probably didn't go really in depth, but social credit scores are on the way. We talked about that diversity inclusion. They want that to get rid of that and environmental social governance, governance um, and corporate equality index and we haven't yet talked about corporate equality index but just sitting back watching how hard they are working to ensure that they can get rid of some of the things that don't benefit their community is really interesting because they've got a real following that has a real gut desire to push these narratives and make these narratives come true and so we've got to pay attention to things on a macro level. They're talking about uh, their parallel econom economy. And I told you about that, where they have a list of companies that are pushing their narrative. And so they're only to shop at these businesses. They're only to get jobs through these businesses. And one of them says, looking for a new job. But tired of seeing die plastered on every page? Well, this company connects job seekers to employers who respect your conservative values. And when I looked further into this company, they are actually strategically placing their people in companies that will allow them to affect change. So ladies and gentlemen, if you felt like there was some sort of racism or real hardship in getting some of the jobs that are paying good money in this country, unfortunately, from what I can see and how they are strategically putting themselves together, your children and your grandchildren are going to have one heck of a time getting placed in some of these jobs based on how these individuals are strategically placing people in the workplace to go after die diversity, equity, and inclusion to get rid of it all together. And of course they didn't just lump 
LGBTQ with our community, which seems to happen more times than not. Uh, They're lumping some other groups of individuals into that diversity, equity, and inclusion. But we, of course, stand out the most. And again, us being responsible for all of the crime and all the other things, along with the people that are coming over the border and making it seem as though we are all the problem. And so we've got to really understand that them controlling the workplace and the jobs in the workplace, just like they have in the past, 2023, 2024 is going to be more intense because if they can stop us from making the types of monies that we need, they stop us from acting participating in the economy it has to do with the money controlling the money if they don't get the money into our hands we're not able to do the things that we need to do we're not able to support the people that we want to support and and i'm talking about in this new um uh presidential uh election and just all of the things that i'm reading are their way of really making sure that the money doesn't get into our hands. One of the other things that I've paid close attention to in some of these platforms, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, and I know we're supposed to be talking about, but this is all things money. Um, Somebody actually said, thank God that our black, that, that the black athletes are marrying and divorcing people of other persuasion because we get all that money back at the end of the day once the divorce happens and I was just like man I am so um we've been my husband and I have been having some conversations about how much money actually goes back into their community after these divorces happen but to see some of them on social media having the comments and the conversations about we're glad the divorces are happening because that money stays in our community but we wanted to get that money out of those communities in the first place. And this is really being a blessing in disguise based on the conversations I was reading that that's what they're saying is it's a blessing in disguise that our athletes are really attracted to people in their communities because when it's over, they get the money back that has been given to them through the NBA, NFL, major baseball league. And it's just really important. It's it's interesting, ladies and gentlemen, that we're living it and saying, man, all of this money is losing. And they're on the other side saying, you know what? This is a great thing. First, we didn't want it, but we're actually benefiting from these divorces and these things. And again, everything around money. So what do we do to control the money, the money that we make, the money that we we utilize, the money that we keep. How do we control it? It goes back to the four stools that I've been talking to everybody about. It, it goes back to or comes back to the veil assets. A veil asset is something that cannot be penetrated by divorce, child support, any of those things, because You're in control of it, but nobody is able to access those funds. And that is something that I'm seeing 
that we've got to get in place sooner than later. And with them attacking diversity, equity, and inclusion in the workplace, just understand that you can have all the college degrees that you want. You can have all the debt coming out of college that you ever wanted to have. And I know nobody wants to have it. That's another way that they keep us behind the eight ball. But just understand that there's a plan in place to control the new money that's coming. And so we've got to continue to think about the decentralized money and the only decentralized money we know right now is Bitcoin. And it does not right now in the immediate help us, but it does help us that the price of Bitcoin is a little bit lower than it will be. But it also allows us, ladies and gentlemen, to do the things that we need to do right now to begin to save or stack or store our Satoshis so that we're in the right place in the right position with the diversification in our portfolios when the time comes for us to really need it. And based on their planning efforts and what I'm seeing, this this information isn't just coming from one social media platform. They are disseminating this information hard and strong. And so we need our survival guide in place as well. And I think those to retirement uh, are going to be very, very critical for us. But we've got to, again, play chess instead of checkers. we got to know what the moves are so we know to get around it. And so the only reason I see getting around this new block of the DEI, the die, as they say, diversity and inclusion block, is for us to own our own businesses. Really for us to own our own business, for us to own our own narratives, uh, create our own narratives, excuse me, and control our money, control our energy. And so all of these things are possible, ladies and gentlemen, if we do this early. And so aside of controlling our money, again, having to decentralize money in this new digital economy, uh, I just want to share that we've got to put our roller skates on because they are in place trying to do big things to block us from bringing monies, old money and new money into our families. So when we come forward after news, sports and traffic, we'll continue the conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Say the quiet part out loud. loud. KBLA Talk 1580. At KBLA Talk 1580, we do more than just talk. You got a big mouth. Hello, Joe, you're up. Welcome. We're unapologetically progressive, and we don't black down. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's go over the cryptocurrency market update for the day. All right, let's go over the market update for today. Um, it's really interesting because the price of Bitcoin jumped dramatically. And for those individuals that were listening last week when I said Bitcoin was on sale, it was really on sale because today, if you had bought just a little bit, not even a whole lot, but even those who came in and purchased an entire Bitcoin, you're up $3,000 in just about a week. And so 
Basically, ladies and gentlemen, Bitcoin right now today is trading at $28,016, $28,016. In the last hour, it's up 0.45%. In the last 24 hours, it's up 4.72%. And in the last seven days, it's up 8.03%. And we'll talk about What's happening behind the scenes? Ethereum is trading at $1,782. It's up in the last hour, 0.21%. In the last 24 hours, 2 point, uh, it's up in the last seven days, 2.25%. So ladies and gentlemen, what I see happening right now is the world is starting to wake up to what is happening in the cryptocurrency space as far as regulation. We are seeing some more bank failures on the way. And we'll talk about that a little bit more because we see the next couple of banks on the horizon that are looking to get some assistance. And people are starting to understand that hard money, um, hard assets, hard assets are the way to go along with digital assets. And if you're looking at the market cap, of the cryptocurrency space it actually has gone up tremendously tremendously from so ladies and gentlemen when we come forward we will jump into what is happening what i'm seeing and how bitcoin has hit some new highs and who is actually jumping on board and why New money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, now, now let's get back to ahead of the crypto curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk KBLA 1580. All, all right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get with it here. So, a lot of times in the Bitcoin and the cryptocurrency space, we try to look around to figure out what actually happened to make people dump more money into the cryptocurrency space, what makes people put more money into Bitcoin, how it hits a new high for the different months. And we look at all the different things surrounding it, and we really try to figure those things out. And again, nobody has a crystal ball. We only can go by what is going on right now, that very moment, because we don't have a lot of historical data as it relates to Bitcoin. And so Bitcoin hit new highs for June, and what we found out is that more financial incumbents actually signal uh, commitment to Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And so they do that on some of the pro platforms like CNBC, Fast Money. You'll start to hear a lot of people start to talk about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin when they think it is going up. And I just really did a little bit of digging because the price of Bitcoin actually climbed a lot higher yesterday and today in the financial institutions. Um, because they continue to give their Bitcoin blessings. And again, there are financial institutions that are saying, you know what, 
we're going to do this Bitcoin thing with or without the permission of the United States government. And as a result of that, uh, without as a result of not having regulation in place and all the things that people were waiting on, they're just like, okay, we're going to go ahead and do our own thing. And so Bitcoin rose more than 5% over, like I just stated, it was about 28,000. Uh, and it's been the highest level since May that has been. And so as we look at the sentiments in the cryptocurrency space, remember I told you the fear and greed index uh, deals with the regular industry of stocks and bonds and all those things. But there's also a crypto fear and greed index. And the sentiments over there are in the greed because everyone is really bullish about the fact that Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies are going to go up, and I'm saying them separately because they are two different things. But the sentiment has been really high in the cryptocurrency space since last week when BlackRock, the largest asset manager in the world, filed an application for what would be the first ever spot Bitcoin ETF in the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a big deal uh, that BlackRock did that. BlackRock, if you do some research about BlackRock, they control a lot, if not 90% of some of the financial institutions, financial, um, they just, they have their hands in a lot of different pots. And for them to go ahead and file that application for the first ever spot Bitcoin ETF in the United States Everybody is jumping for joy because they feel as though if BlackRock is getting into the Bitcoin space, so can they. But the application actually came about a week after the Securities and Exchange Commission uh, filed some of those big lawsuits against Binance and Coinbase. So a lot of people have speculated that the timing of BlackRock was particularly important because Coinbase is one of their cryptocurrency custody partners. So BlackRock is dealing with Coinbase. Coinbase is being sued by the SEC. And I think this is one of the ways that BlackRock is saying, hey, we're going to really challenge what is going on with Coinbase, which is one of our partners, by filing an application that you're not going to be able to deny. And so a lot of people are asking me if they should get involved in the Bitcoin ETF with BlackRock if and when it is available. And I will say, as I always do, I'm not a financial advisor providing any financial advice. You can do with it what you want. Uh, ETF is actually diversifying your portfolio. And if I were to do anything, first and foremost, I'm going to make sure that I have Bitcoin myself and my wallet, self-sovereign. But then if there's an opportunity for you to participate in the spot Bitcoin ETF, that could possibly be a little bit of diversification of your Bitcoin. However, it is going to be Bitcoin that you do not own. BlackRock is going to be giving you exposure to Bitcoin through their ETF. And so you need to look that, look at that. You need to weigh out uh, the best ways for you to do that, the pros and cons of somebody else holding on to your Bitcoin, uh, trading through the, their ETF. Uh, if that's something that you're interested in doing, do that. If you're somebody who is, uh, and I'm not saying do that because I'm providing financial advice just because you're grown and you can do whatever you want to do. But I am not opting in to have exposure to Bitcoin through anybody. I am opting to have Bitcoin for myself, control it myself, and be in charge 
of where that Bitcoin actually lands. Um, then we had a new cryptocurrency exchange that just came up that was backed by Charles Schwab, Fidelity, and Citadel Securities. And they've announced that they've been live for several weeks trading Bitcoin in Ethereum. And so with those companies coming on board saying, you know what, we don't care really right now what the United States is doing. There's no real regulation. There's no real mandates. We're just going to get involved in this and coming forward and saying we're doing this with or without their permission is really signaling to investors, especially those that invest at Charles Schwab, Fidelity, and Citadel Security, to go ahead and get involved in Bitcoin trading. Now, why is this huge? Because I personally know that there are some agents at Charles Schwab that had in the past not been able to even talk about Bitcoin with their clients because Charles Schwab, along with like Morgan Stanley, Edward Jones, had their employees sign something stating that they would not talk to their employees about Bitcoin, Bitcoin trading or anything like this. So the reason why this is huge news is because this is all your old money folks that are starting to hear Bitcoin, starting to learn about trading of Bitcoin through these platforms. And sooner than later, later ladies and gentlemen, they're going to understand what you already know, that it is more important to keep and hold on to your Bitcoin for yourself. But in the meantime, they're going to take this detour to get involved in these ETFs and get involved in these new cryptocurrency exchanges that are holding on to their Bitcoin. And you've got the upper hand because you already know that you don't need to be um, keeping your money on any platform, your Bitcoin on any platform. You've got to keep it in your own personal wallet. And so we've got a hand up. And again, we've got some time because we're ahead of this thing to really make sure that we're safe and secure, that we're doing everything just the way that we need to do it at the time that we need to do it and making sure that we totally understand how to move our cryptocurrency, our Bitcoin around. And so uh, these financial incumbents that are coming on are keen to show enthusiasm, of course, for blockchain technology. And all that's going to do, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, help them understand how they can advance that old financial infrastructure. Once they figure out what blockchain technology can actually do, because now they're actually listening, because the bigger companies are in this saying that they want more, most of them are um, going to just start to slowly, slowly convert over to the Bitcoin space. And what does that look like for us when we're actually holding the asset that they need? And so with companies like BlackRock, Fidelity, putting their cryptocurrency commitments on display, investors are optimistic that this is where they need to be. And they don't have to really worry about their reputation and their their risk. And that's that's one of the things that has happened over the years. You know, a lot of people don't want to talk about crypto or Bitcoin specifically because they're worried about their reputation. And they're worried about taking a risk and looking stupid if, you know, Bitcoin doesn't pan out or if the cryptocurrency space doesn't pan out. Pan out. But for some investors, it has been a mental barrier to buying Bitcoin. And that mental barrier, ladies and gentlemen, could start to fade away. But guess who's ahead of the crypto curve? You. You are uh, getting a little bit of Bitcoin because you're doing your dollar cost averaging. I am praying. and. 
you're doing a little bit at a time, not really worrying about the price, whether it goes up or down. Uh, you're not utilizing your Bitcoin for things such as motorcycles and tennis shoes and, and jewelry and things of that sort. Uh, you're using your fiat for that, and you're waiting to see what your Bitcoin is going to do for you in the very near future. And that is my prayer. And so as we look at the market, that's what's actually going on uh, that's pushing Bitcoin to all new highs. And so I am really, really optimistic about what I feel, what I see in the Bitcoin space. Again, kind of going back to the, the earlier part of the show, I'm also seeing a big, 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 big push for the other communities to get themselves into Bitcoin. And again, having the money that actually matters. And I'm going to just read the insert that they wrote uh, in their whole email that they pushed out on the website. It says Bitcoin, because they talk about all these different things in the parallel economy. And then they say Bitcoin. You have to be living deep in the Amazon jungle not to have heard of Bitcoin by now. It's more than sound money, not controlled by any government. It's a culture. And that's what they're saying. It's a culture, a culture of patriotic, freedom-loving people who want to thrive and create a new and better civilization. Well, again, I don't ascribe to the culture that they're talking about. However, I do understand that this is for freedom-loving people who want to thrive and create a new and better civilization. And we're going to have to do those things, ladies and gentlemen, even if it's not here in the United States. We're going to have to do that somewhere where we can get some sort of uh, resolve and some sort of peace for uh, being who we are, being as incredible as we are. And I just hope uh, that everybody is understanding the reason I'm saying we need to put on our roller skates is that we need to stay ahead of all the things that are being said, all the things that are being done, all the things that are being implemented so that we can come out on the other side of money unscathed. And we definitely have the ability to do so. And there's not too many people in the old space that are having optimistic, optimistic outlooks right now because of the fact that they've been doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. And we are in a new day, a new time with a new set of rules that are coming on to, on the scene and we've got to be ready. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, when we come forward, we'll continue the conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. We knew you'd stick around. This is LA's home for progressive talk radio. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. We are going to continue the conversation tomorrow. Uh, we had somebody on the Ask Naja Roberts at gmail.com ask me if I thought the SEC's lawsuits against cryptocurrency exchanges like Coinbase and Binance would actually damage uh, many of the alternative coins that are out there. And so tomorrow we're going to have this conversation. We're going to talk about this lawsuit in fact, this morning, I actually called the SEC and uh, tried to get on track with the specific company, uh, the department at the SEC, that is regulating the exchanges and wanting exchanges to do whatever is needed. 
And I got a lot of the runaround this morning about who I need to hire and what I need to do. And so this SEC lawsuit um, against these cryptocurrency exchanges is going to be interesting. And so we're going to raise these questions. We're going to talk about it tomorrow and um, just really understand what regulatory clarity will look like and how it's going to help with the sentiment, how it may or may not increase uh, the price of Bitcoin. And again, if you're holding it, if your dollar cost averaging, it does not matter if the price is up. It doesn't matter if the price is down because we are participating no matter what. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, I am this weekend uh, going to be at the uh, Inglewood Jazz Fest. The first inaugural is the inaugural, uh, the first event. <laughs> Can't talk here today, trying to rush through here, but it's going to be their first inaugural event uh for Inglewood and so if you see me out there make sure you say a holler the tickets are free you can go online and get those um because they're they're donating it to the Inglewood school district so it's a great thing but if you see me out there holler at me I have something special for you all um and so I'm going to be rescheduling my crypto essentials so if you're scheduled to go to the Crypto Essentials, we'll probably be doing it the next day as opposed to Saturday because I am going to go out uh, in the community and chat with everybody, let everybody know about these four pillars uh, for their retirement and just making sure people have the right understanding. I always want to thank you for rocking with me here on the head of the Crypto Curve. We are making way for the D.L. Hughley Show. I just want to thank each and every one of you for being the most valuable part of my show, and that's the listeners. I enjoy your feedback. If you need to talk to me, please send me a text message, 424-317-7373. Again, 424-317-7373. Ladies and gentlemen, we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time, and ladies and gentlemen, You're listening to Nadja Roberts on the head of the crypto curve. Please follow her on all social media platforms at Nadja Roberts. No underscores, no dots, no numbers, just Nadja Roberts. Let's close the wealth gap. It's our turn. Learn or get left behind. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.